0: Alright, guys, welcome to another episode of Everything Unorthodox. And I am hyped today. I have my first guest today. Her name is Nausheen Safvi, and she is a mother of two. And the reason I invited her to this first episode is because I have known Nausheen Safvi personally, and I am a fan of how she has raised her kids and how she is planning to raise them in the future. so she has two kids, the the like older one is five years old and uh, she have, so far she has done an amazing job raising their kid, raising her kids and uh, uh, she has a very very good plan of how she's going to raise them in the future, in their adolescent, in their teenager and when they grow up as well because being a parent never ends, it's an ongoing process as said by Naushin Safi in the coming podcast. So stay tuned and uh, let's get on with it. Oh uh, Hi guys, uh, and welcome to another uh, episode of uh, Everything Unorthodox And uh, today with me is my first guest, uh, Naushin Safi And uh, so the, pod- the topic of the podcast is going to be about motherhood and uh, I guess uh, parenthood So let me introduce, sorry, let me let her introduce herself Please. Mm-hmm.
1: Hello, uh, this is Noshin. I'm a mother of two kids, uh, one five and another one is gonna be two. And uh, uh, parenthood and uh, motherhood has been an entirely new experience in the sense uh, that it comes with a lot of uh, responsibilities and uh, the responsibility of raising a kid of bringing up a kid uh, to be a good individual to be a strong individual and i believe an independent individual uh, who can um, stand up for himself or herself and be able to face the world is not an easy task uh parenthood in itself is an uphill task uh because uh, you're dealing with human life you're not dealing with a pet you're not dealing with the stuff around your house you're dealing with life
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, then on top of that you want to bring up good kids you want to bring up balanced kids and you want to bring up kids uh, who who are fit enough uh, to to face the struggle and survive the struggle it's never going to be easy of course so this journey uh, in the last uh, five years, uh, that's when I became mother for the first time. My elder elder kid, the first child, he's already five. Uh, it hasn't been easy. It has uh, given me a lot of tough time. It has been very challenging. Uh, they not uh, uh, like they don't know how it is. They don't know the things. You have to make them understand, and at the same time, you have to try to strike a balance where they can just grow. On their own because uh, the traditional ways of parenthood are uh, are not something parents today go with and I strongly believe that uh, we should allow children and kids to grow in their own way uh, to be able to uh, make their own decisions to be able to grow in the natural way mm-hmm. without too much
0: mm, uh, you
2: know uh,
1: in, not indifference I would say but too much uh, you know, uh, meddling with how they want to grow up mm-hmm. I don't believe that uh, we need to set certain rules I don't believe we need to set a certain way of life for them to live I don't think we need to set a certain a set of rules and, then, and ask them, lay out those rules before them mm-hmm. and tell them you have to grow like this I think they should let them grow in a national way mm-hmm. you should let them grow in an independent way and be able to guide them, not force things down the throat. I don't believe in kind of parenthood where you have to force things down the throat every time. Sometimes it may be required, but even then, I believe there has to be a very gentle and a very polite way, and uh, don't have to force them, force mm-hmm. yourself on them. You don't have to enforce things on them. I believe we are we have to act more as guides and not as. Uh, uh, as a boss mm-hmm. i don't believe in that kind of parenting where you act like a boss i think they should be allowed to think they should be allowed to grow they should be allowed to learn on their own mm-hmm. and wherever it need be wherever you have to be present around them to be able to guide them and you know teach them in a certain way uh, there you should stand up for them and tell them this is this has to be done this way but in the first place i think the kind of uh, the world we live in today and because athletes are going to be uh, you know they're going to grow up in the 21st century which is altogether different from the kind of world we grew up in initially in the initial years in particular the kind of times we grew up in in our formative years they are completely different from the times in which my mm-hmm. children the, uh, are going to grow up mm-hmm. the kind of skills we needed then and the kind of skills they need you know, now there is a huge difference is really there is a huge difference in the way parents then approach their kids way back in the 80s and the way Kids, parents today bring up the kids, and the way parents, uh, you know, uh, approach the, the idea of parenthood yeah. and bringing up the kids. Those th- some some parents still try to you know go the traditional way and enforce mm. things on the kids. But I personally believe that is not right. Uh, we should not enforce ourselves on them. We should just you know uh, uh, give them enough space. Not like let them lose, and uh, they would. Grow up to be like you know, indisciplined creatures. Discipline by discipline, I don't mean like you don't have to talk like this, I ha- don't have to talk like that, you don't have to walk like this, I don't have to sit like that. Discipline, I believe, is a broader term than that. Discipline, I believe, is a bigger term than that. Discipline, I believe, is to be able to make them understand that. You ha- this is the kind of a setup, this is the kind of a routine, this is the kind of a appro- of an approach that is going to help you in leading a positive life, in leading a meaningful life, in leading a purposeful life. Because teaching ch- your kids, your children to uh, try to create and try to find purpose in your life is very important.
2: Yeah.
1: No matter what they do, no matter what they uh, grow up to be and how, uh, how they're going to be later in their life but certain things have to be, you know, created and established in the early years. And I believe <coughs> that process of growing up, that process of learning should start early on. You don't have to tell them like they're in the class that this is something they have to learn, this is something. That process should go on, you know, in a very natural, and a very spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Though the, the way you sit with your child, the way you try to create those, you know, times and those moments where you sit down with your child, and uh, you talk it out with them. And the way we act, I think that's the first and the foremost, thing. the way we act, the way we behave, the way we do things, they, all, they are going to imitate all of that because we are the first uh, teachers, we are the first you know, role models before them. And so uh, <coughs> I think uh, um, it's better that we uh, better ourselves, it's better that we try to better ourselves, it's better that we try to improve ourselves so as to be able to present ourselves as good role models. It's not just
0: about the kids, it's about the parents as well. It's
1: more about parents than about the kids. Kids. For me, it's more about me than about my child because the way I do things now, the way I talk, the way I yell at him, the way I shout at him, he's he's gonna Mm -hmm. do it all back to me. So, in many ways, I think parenthood is not about kids, it's more about parents. And if we very early on try to understand this very basic thing and trying to realize this very basic, ta- basic thing that we are uh, giving our kids more uh, by doing things certain way, we are giving them more by behaving in a certain way, by creating those you know good and positive things around us that they're gonna learn, then they're going to learn from their school. So first and foremost, we need to concentrate on ourselves because they're going to learn from us more mm-hmm. than they're going to learn from the school. So I think parenthood is more about parents and it's less about kids. If we try to better ourselves and if we try to improve upon ourselves, how we are and how we do things, I think they're going to give it back to us in a similar way.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, you said about this that uh, we should parents, it's more about the parents rather than the kids. But do you think that uh, just be, just by being uh, like good parents uh, and like being good yourself, does that mean you're gonna raise a, a better kid, a good kid? That I mean, because they are also gonna go out in school, like they're gonna have friends, mm. they're gonna go out in the society. Mm. So, where does this end? Like uh, the parents, the parents part, and where does that start, the society part?
1: I think uh, this is not all being a good parent but this is uh, the most important thing The beginning. this is the beginning because uh, before they go to school they're going to be around you they start from your lap they start from the mother's lap and then they uh, move on and you know those first three four five years before they hit the school or their preschool uh, they are around you they see you they grow up uh, with you they see how you grow up they see how you act, they see how you behave, they see how you approach. And that thing has the biggest impact and the strongest impact on their personalities. Now, So far as facing things is concerned, you know, uh, I think uh, certain things we should look into and try to correct as early as possible. Uh, say for example, um, uh, there is just a uh, lot of noise about uh, kids should be kept away from gadgets they should be kept away from uh, screen as long as possible and uh, some uh, experts even say that we should uh, keep them away from uh, this, the screen uh, at least until uh, they are around 12 mm-hmm. and all these things um, are important because um, you know it creates problem later on in their life you know it, it's going to affect their eyes it's going to affect their tev- brain development mm-hmm. and it will create a stagnant lifestyle they uh if they just you know are all the time engrossed with these laptops and phones and TV then uh, they get used to sitting in one place and with that result their physical activity gets affected yeah. it, it happens later on so as they say uh, you know uh, that um, those things happen later but basically the foundation for those things starts very early on because we just to just keep ourselves free or uh, you know Mm, to keep kids busy and so that they don't you know mm, get on our nerves we just give them the phones and the laptops and we ask them to watch cartoons yeah, right. so just like that the we have to try and create those uh, skills
2: mm-hmm.
1: and create that kind of uh, preparedness and uh, create that kind of uh you, know, uh you know, prepare them uh, to 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 face, to face people, to face um, things out there when they move out of their homes, when they move out of their comfort zones. So I think uh, just like ah uh, the that stagnant lifestyle in the adolescent stage has its foundation in those um, initial years, in those formative years similarly the kind of things that we see in children uh, say the their shy their, their shyness or uh, their fear of people their fear of uh, strangers or fear of places those things should be you know mm, taken care of very early if you find uh, because as a parent you just don't have to feed your child you don't have to clothe your child and uh, uh, you know, uh, those are the basic things. You the basic needs of we the child fulfilling, mm-hmm. but life is much more. Than, it's much beyond than that. The kind of values we give them at very early on, Not they're else. gonna take them. They're gonna take them all along their life. Yes. You know, if I teach my child very early on to speak lies, and, you know, for example, my kid is five years now, and if I t- keep telling him, say this to your granny, say that to your grandfather, mm-hmm. say that to your father, so he's going to learn. That, Not directly, but yes, indirectly. He's going to learn. He's learning. He's I am that. making him learn to yes. to speak lies to people, and he's going to take that all along. Uh, while as if I try to make him, you know, speak the truth, I tell him it's okay. I don't scold him every time mm-hmm. he speaks the truth. It happens. Yeah, I don't scold him. I reprimand him. I don't. Uh, like, I encourage him to speak the truth, to share things with me, even if he has done something wrong, even if he has, you know, tried to hit somebody or he has, no, uh, you know, broken down things around the house. I just encourage him to speak, the truth, to tell me that I don't have to uh, just scold him. That mm-hmm. why you did this, why you did that, why you behave like this, why you behave like that. Uh, because when I try to scold him every time, when I try to reprimand him every time, when I try to t- correct him every time, I tell him that you've wrong done wrong every time. Then a time comes that he will stop speaking to me, Mm -hmm. which I believe (coughs) is the death of your relationship with the child. child, You should encourage your child's communication with you from very early on. I I emphasize this thing Mm -hmm. for all parents. Mm -hmm. Encourage uh, (coughs) uh, your child to speak with you, to share with you. Encourage your child to spend some time with you. Mm -hmm. Because I think first and foremost that uh, social... um, uh skill that the child develops he develops first and foremost in the family when he sits mm-hmm. with the family mm-hmm. if you're all the time engrossed with your uh, mm, official work if you're all the time engrossed with your household chores and you don't find any time to sit down with your child or to play with him mm-hmm. he's never gonna sit down with you later on in his yeah. life while as from very early on if you make it a point that once you back to home and back home from your work and uh, you know try to keep a certain part uh, you know after time, the say half an hour or something mm-hmm. depending on the nature of your job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Try to you know be a part of the ensure that you get to spend the time with them, either you play with them and I believe while you are playing with them, try to strike that conversation with them, ask them what they did in the day they spend their day what they were doing you know try to be part of their life so that they feel that yes they're part of our lives because that thing is very important one they speak uh, they learn to socialize Two, they learn to share things three they learn to be honest these mm-hmm. things are very important they go a long way mm-hmm. if you develop early on they will go a long way see for example my child is shy right now mm-hmm. I just ignore it I keep ignoring it that thing is going to go a long way with him, and it will affect him once he goes to school and he you know initially maybe he's okay with it but as he grows up and he moves on to higher classes mm-hmm. the fifth standard onward, he's going one of his problems because he's not able to you know compete with the kids around kids are very sharp and they're very yeah. outspoken and they're very extrovert and my child is shy and he's not able to speak up he's one of his problems because when he finds other kids being able to talk freely with other kids with their peers or with their teachers mm-hmm. or the people around it's going to affect his confidence so just one thing being shy is affecting so many facets of his personality later on mm-hmm. so I think not, not just uh, concentrate on feeding them and clothing them life is much beyond that uh, try to you know, l- pen down the list of the most important values you want a child mm-hmm. to grow up with and concentrate on them, try to make a list of the most important skills you want your child to have and mm-hmm. try to work on them from very early on because uh, their learning starts i think very very early on in their life mm-hmm. for example language that's a very basic thing they learn mm-hmm. but how do they learn they learn from by us making it, parents, mimicking yeah. us so just like that they learn many many more things from their parents many skills and many you know, values, uh, you know, they're put in the child's personality by their Mm -hmm. parents. And very, you know, um, naturally, uh, very spontaneously, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, Like parents don't realize very unconsciously they do certain things and they make the child to learn those things. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, not just uh, feeding them and sending them to a good school, that is enough. Of course that is good, Uh, you know, focusing on how uh, um, good education they get. Um, because education definitely is all that we have. Education, mm-hmm. how, what shapes us into you know, uh, eventually. Um, but I think uh, the, the 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 values and uh, the skills are strongly I strongly emphasize are very important as yeah. well. And parents have to work at them from very from the very start. And even when your kids go to school, just don't think that you've done your part and you've sent your child to school, and now the child uh, the, the school will take care of yeah. everything. No, your work, your job doesn't stop here. Doesn't do. Your responsibility doesn't stop here. Your mm-hmm. job still continues. Continuous. You have because It is a continuous process.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to keep engaging with them at all the stages. You know, the formative year, they need a uh, different type of engagement with the child. As your child moves to adolescent stage, it's altogether a different engagement. Mm-hmm. And when your child moves to adulthood, it's a different kind of yeah, engagement. So. But your role as a parent never stops. You mm-hmm. should never think that I've done this now, ch- send my child to school, make him... Uh, Uh, you know, um, have good education so eventually he'll have a good job and Mm. he'll have a good, uh, you know, running income, uh, you know. Uh, That's all that I there is for me to do, no, no, no. The most important thing that I believe is that we should uh, focus on and that we should believe our uh, duty and responsibility is to be able to raise good individuals, you know. Money and everything else is important. I don't um, undermine the importance. Mm-hmm. That is very important. <coughs> but at the same time, I believe raising good individuals is more important than anything else because everything else revolves around it. You know, so <coughs> don't just um, limit your duties mm-hmm. and responsibilities and don't limit your role as a parent. It is much more than what mm-hmm. we imagine it to be. Of course, then the nature of our jobs and the kind of uh, lifestyle we have, some... People have, have the nuclear families. Only few get to have those or extended families. But then depending on everything else, you have to find that time and you have to ensure that you are able to give your child the time that he needs because he's not like a pet that you can just have lying mm-hmm. around and eating food and going to some place. That's your child and it's your prime responsibility to mm-hmm. give him something good so that he gives it back to you. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, it's it's a continuous process. You uh-huh. can't think that you've done it for some particular years mm-hmm. and then he's mm-hmm. on his own to learn. He has to learn by himself, but you have to be there around
0: him. Alright, so uh, one more this one that uh, I mean, you have a child. I mean, they aren't grown up yet. They haven't entered that adolescent age, or you like for that matter that uh, adult age. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you probably don't have experience with that. But uh, so I actually had two questions, but I'm gonna mix them together. So, uh, we said that parenthood like uh, it starts from like when they're uh, kids, so but after that they have to leave the society in the same way like your kids are gonna leave mm. and they're gonna go to schools and they're gonna have new friends. They're gonna just grow up to be ad- adults, mm. and uh, but at the same time like you haven't experienced the experience this. So, mm. what uh, do you have any plan like? Do you what are you gonna do? How are you going to teach them? How are you going to raise them after this? This this stage is over. Like mm. more, just at, at least for one one of your child, mm. uh, this stage is over. Mm. And then, so now he's gonna go out. Mm. So he's gonna have like mm, he's gonna spend most of his time with his friends rather than at home. Mm. So what have you planned for that? What is going on in your mind about that? Mm. How are you going to deal with that?
1: see. Uh. Uh adolescence uh, p- my first child is 5 uh, and he still has uh, some 5 6 years before he touches adolescence but of course as i said the preparation for later years starts early on mm-hmm. and uh, the the most uh, you know i think um, uh, important thing for me right now is uh, um, to make him realize and to help him with two things one mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, have uh, to be able to speak, to be able to communicate. Communication, I think, is very important in every stage of your life. Yes. And communication is important whether you're at your home, whether at your school, whether at your workplace, or mm-hmm. just anywhere. Okay, mm-hmm. So uh, that is the first thing that I'm trying to you know, uh, help him with. Um, that is my uh, prime focus with him Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, by nature he is shy so I have been you know all these years uh, I think since he was three um, try to uh, you know help him with um, with his uh, communication skills you Mm -hmm. know his communication skills and so that he's able to speak and he's able to uh, to talk um, without any sense of fear and uh, second thing i believe is uh, i keep telling him uh, uh, even at this stage though he's very young i keep telling him that um, you see uh, we need to uh, show respect to people and what they think Mm -hmm. because if we do then we get respect Mm -hmm. in return for who we are and for what we say Uh, maybe it is a little difficult for him to understand but I keep telling him this thing and uh, I think it is very important for him to understand these two things uh, respect uh-huh. is very important uh, and for that I believe that parents also should deal uh, mm-hmm. you know, yes, yeah. with their kids with a lot of respect mm-hmm. don't uh, treat them like a piece of uh, some stuff in the house and you know you will keep yelling at them shouting at them taunting them saying sarcastic remarks mm-hmm. because it affects their psyche it affects of their course. personality and they think they uh, if we keep doing the um, you know things like that to them and keep uh, behaving that way with them they think they're probably we are you know less significant mm-hmm. and less important in yeah, the house so um, i think uh, uh it's very important the way we talk to them our body language uh, uh the tone in which we talk Though it happens with me as well, I won't say I'm a perfect parent, that I am nice to my child all the time. Even I'm furious with him at times. I get angry at him. I shout at him at times. Mm -hmm. But I think what I'm saying is most of the time we should try not to do these things. Mm -hmm. Mm, Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. And uh, it's a learning stage. Mm -hmm. I think it's a learning process rather for for parents as well. well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the sooner we understand that, the better for us and for our kids as well. Don't make them uh, feel less significant and less important in the house. Mm-hmm. Make them feel that they are important. Mm-hmm. Make them feel that like what they think is important. important. Make them feel that like what they say is important. would laugh at them. And uh, because uh, that sense of uh, uh, you know insignificant being and that sense of uh, uh, being you know a, a somebody who does no things and who is not able to say things mm-hmm. well enough. It affects their confidence later of on course, as well yes. so if parents respect their kids uh, and they treat them with respect mm-hmm. uh, with love they of course and they're going to reciprocate the same and they're going to the the learn this with others as well mm-hmm. if they think that you you know uh, the way i am is being respected by my parents what i say is respected by them uh, they're gonna grow in that in that way, and they're gonna behave in that way with their parents as well as other people around when mm-hmm. they uh, with them move out of their homes. Uh, so I think uh, help them communicate, help them, help them talk, mm-hmm. and don't be little what they say, don't be little what they do, mm-hmm. and try to appreciate what they're doing. <coughs> and that's why I see uh, many people because I keep uh, you know watching stuff on uh, parenthood i keep reading things about uh, how parents Actually, should be these years uh, i think i'm too engrossed with being a mother too engrossed with how uh, i want to see myself uh, with my kids mm-hmm. uh, those certain things i'm able to do certain things i'm not able to do uh, i think uh, we should even help them be part of decision making decision making not like the big decisions of the house say for example if i want to go out and uh, uh, my child doesn't want to wear a yellow t shirt, he wants to wear a t shirt. I can't say, like yell at him. No, yeah, I've got to wear this red t shirt because I asked you to do mm-hmm. it. If he says, Mom, Mom, I want to wear this uh, yellow t shirt, I said, It's okay because it doesn't make any difference yeah. whether they wear red or yellow t shirt, it yes doesn't ma- make any difference mm-hmm. uh, to how they look. Uh, so those little things we can do with them. I'm not saying big decisions, uh, big decision making they have to be part yeah, of, but sure no, this, mm-hmm. this ensures that they learn to decide for mm-hmm. themselves, this ensures that and they learn to right. take decisions for themselves, which is going to help them later on in their they life. Know exactly. So I Until think like these little things that why we feel are very insignificant, they're going to help them a long way in their later years and i think this um, giving respect to them is very important helping them to speak and speak their mind is very important and letting them you know make those small little decisions for themselves you know uh, is very mm-hmm. important it's, it's going to help them a lot in the later in the future later years
0: mm-hmm. right so we're going to be back after a f- <laughs> this short break uh all right so welcome back uh after this short break so we're gonna continue with naushin safi and uh so the next question i would uh, like to ask you is about the thing that you said that we should allow the kids to be themselves mm-hmm. so i mean uh the way they think the, the way they, they do things as they grow up like so, like should we stop them and if we must how shall we go about it and uh, like you said we shouldn't stop them and if we should like wouldn't they grow up resentful, resentful and rebellious? Mm-hmm. So comparing both the situations, I mean, of course there there's gonna come a time then like when you have to stop them from doing things because, uh, the severity also matters. Sometimes they might do something very, like it's it's trivial, but other, at other times, it has like it must be big or something. So, mm-hmm. how shall we deal with that? That.
1: Uh. Well, both things are important, uh, and that's why I say that. Uh, but if authority is required as well, you just don't have to give your uh, kids free hand that uh, they will just, you know, um, they'll be dancing on your shoulders <laughs> all the time. Uh, we can't let that, uh, yeah. we can't let that thing happen. We can't let that much of, you know, you have to give kids your space, but you have to just define the boundary. Okay. You have to set the boundaries for them. Say this is the space, and within this space you're free to do to do mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. Within this space, you're free to decide for yourself. So that uh, mm, defining the boundary and defining the space for the kids is a must. Uh, like I said yesterday, uh, like I said, uh, you know, um, uh, you know uh, photos, uh,
2: yeah.
0: before this, uh,
1: before at the start of our uh, podcast. this uh, podcast, I said that. Um, uh, uh, so for example, uh, if your kid wants to wear a particular kind of uh, t-shirt, you can give him this freedom to wear that Okay, mm-hmm. You can just let him uh, wear the red one instead of the yellow one mm-hmm. or the yellow one instead of the red one That's not such a big deal But say for example, if your kid demands that he wants to watch TV for 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 hours uh, in a day uh, That is something where you need to stop him Now what I mean is uh, you have to set the boundary in the sense that you have to convey that there are certain rules in the house and they have to be followed. There are certain rules that are set for all, mm-hmm. be it the elders or be it the kids. So just like elders follow the rules in a similar way, kids are supposed to follow them. Say for example, uh, we have set a rule that we should take a dinner at 8.
2: Mm-hmm. By
1: 10 everybody should be in bed so that we're able to get up early at 5 or 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that is something that we need to convey to the kids. We need to create that routine with them as well, so that they get this message that this is something that we have to abide by strictly. Uh, This is, say for example, if you're going out, um, you're going for an outing, and uh, say for example, you're going late in the evening, but uh, you've decided for yourself that you want to be home by nine. Mm -hmm. Maybe the kids insist on staying longer. Mm -hmm. They want to stay for one more hour But you know that is not going to be good for them as well Mm -hmm. as for you Because they have to go to school the next day and you have to go to work the next morning uh, So that won't be feasible because Mm -hmm. then kids wouldn't be going to bed early They wouldn't be able to get up early as well At that time you have to, you know, put down your foot very uh, authoritatively Mm -hmm. And tell them that now is the time to go we had an outing, we came mm-hmm. out, we spent two, three uh, good hours together and uh, we had fun but now is the time to go. At that time you have to set your foot, you know, very sternly and very uh, strongly that now is the time we must go, we cannot stay any longer, okay, but because that is not healthy for you. No, that's what I'm saying, creating a kind of that boundary, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. You decide the boundary for them. They don't decide the boundary because they are not in a position to decide the boundary as of now. Mm-hmm. They are not decide to. to, to of course. They're not capable of deciding that space for themselves. Mm-hmm. You have to create that space, but within that space they should be free. Say for example this room, take an example of this room. You set this space for them, that the, this is the space, you know, these four walls, this is the space I give you, I provide you. Mm-hmm. You're free to play, whether they jump, whether they... Play with toys. Whether they sing, whether they dance, whether they roll down on the floor? The that is their choice. Mm. You should not stop them. You should not stop them. You should not meddle with them at that point. What they do, how they uh, play in this space, this of this, this, within these four walls, that is absolutely their choice. But you see, you decided this space for them. This is the space within which you can play. Mm-hmm. How they play should be their choice. That's what I mean by setting the boundary for them. But within that boundary, let them be themselves. Mm-hmm. Within that boundary, let them decide for themselves, you know, uh, they how they want to do mm-hmm. and what they want to do with things. And uh, that is where you very uh, you know carefully and uh, very smartly you create a balance between authority which is required Mm -hmm. because you don't have to let them free and at the same time letting them decide by themselves Mm -hmm. on their own how they want to utilize this space how they want to utilize this time and how they want to do the things you know you have given them the time you have given them the freedom let them decide for themselves how they want to utilize this Mm -hmm. but the boundary should be set by the parents definitely because they are not still in a position to do that for themselves
0: so I guess that's going to teach do them doing things. Say, for
1: example, I said about going out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They want to go out. They want to go out to a certain place. They, for example, they like the place. They like ambience. They like the comfort. Or maybe they are of the kind of food they get to eat there. Mm-hmm. You can let them decide. Okay, you, my kid says I want to go to Amigo's. Mm-hmm. I will say, okay, fine. It's okay. There's no mm-hmm. harm. If he says we want to go to that place, there's no harm. Mm-hmm. Because I want him to have a good time. And for me, important thing is that he should enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I'm comfortable where my kid is comfortable right mm-hmm. so we can go to that place if he has uh, you know ask me mom let us go to Amigos I, I, I like that place I like the uh, the pizza that uh, mm-hmm. I get to eat there so I can say okay fine mm-hmm. but then I decide how long we stay then what time we come back mm-hmm. that's what I said those little things you can let them decide those mm-hmm. little decisions you can make them make because that helps them you know um, with the decision building later on in their life, but the rule, the authority that is set said is that now six o'clock is the time we should um, go back to our home mm-hmm. because I have other things to take care of as well. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I have to be you know firm with my decision that now is the time we must leave. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a bit of authority is important mm-hmm. because kids uh, are not capable of. Defining those limits and boundaries okay. for them—that mm-hmm. we have to do. But don't try to choke, uh, you know. Uh, every yeah,
0: d- decision on
1: them. Yeah, and don't try to choke them by enforcing things mm-hmm. every time. Say, you know, uh, we care all the time about how they sit and how they talk and how they walk and how they behave. They are kids—they can at times be bad. They can at times be, uh, you know, uh, not up to the mark the way we mm-hmm. want them to be. But then at the end of the day, they're kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So as long as it is not harmful for you, mm-hmm. for your kid, it's okay. Don't have to react to everything. See he's doing this, see he's doing that, see he is mm-hmm. saying this thing every time. You have to stop them at some point. But parents at times tend to overreact. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, that overreaction has not has to come every time. It shouldn't come every time from the parents. Because then that is very irritating and very annoying for the child as well. He gets annoyed if the parent is every time saying, Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing it this way? Why are you doing it that way? It's very annoying for the child. Right now my child is in the process of learning how to write mm-hmm. at school. He's just five. He's He started writing only uh, last year and mm-hmm. he's still learning how to write. Now, uh, say for example, he's writing um, uppercase letters A to Z. All lowercase letters, Mm -hmm. and he just started writing these four lines. He sometimes tends to, you know, confuse the lines Mm -hmm. where to write and where not to write. I have to tell him politely Mm
2: -hmm.
1: every time he makes a mistake. Mm -hmm. I have to tell him politely. On the contrary, if I, he will learn. On the contrary, if I shout at him every time, why are you doing this? (laughs) I have told you a thousand times, Mm -hmm. do it like this, write it like this. If I shout at him every time, he will not enjoy. He will not learn mm-hmm. and he will get irritated every time and then he will start doing the same things to me he will start shouting back he will start yelling at me he will be irritated every time and he won't take interest in the lessons um, that he is taking so i think our parents need to be very careful because as i said earlier parenthood is not um a cakewalk mm-hmm. uh, you know um, it is a very a difficult job i think mm-hmm. one of the most difficult things to do in the world because I said, uh, you know, dealing with the pet or the stuff in your house, mm-hmm. you're dealing with life. Mm-hmm. And you're not just uh, you know, giving them food and making them grow up to be monsters. Mm-hmm. You're raising a good individuals, mm-hmm. you're trying to raise good individuals. So you have to be very careful even with your authority. You're using mm-hmm. authority, but you have to be very careful with your authority. That's very important.
0: In fact, actually, the thing that you said about this, uh, about writing and uh, like shouting so uh, I actually heard of, uh, another podcast in that uh, the person said that at this age if uh, like we associate things uh, with this like for example if he's writing and if he associates you shouting with that so he's gonna hate writing when like when he grows up because he Absolutely. remembers that part of this that Absolutely. this is related to this so that's why he's gonna hate this yes. maybe when he grows up he won't remember that this is the cause that you shouted but he's gonna grow up like staying away from writing yeah so that's also a good way yeah uh, that's a good point and uh, uh and now when we come to the point of learning so you know we like we kind of talked uh, before this that uh, uh we start at the like home the parenthood and then uh, the school the schooling and then the friends and then the society and all that so but uh, uh the main thing that you said that it's not just about uh, this food and, uh, and kind of g- like grow him up it's also about learning about life Yes, because uh, for most of us, we learn about life later. No, later, m- lot later. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, what do you think? Get as a child learn about life, the actual life at home, at school, or uh, in the streets? Like as there is a, as they say, street smart. Mm. Because you know, some of the people like who have graduated from like prestigious universities, Harvard and all that, but they are still not capable of doing things that other people are uh, like who have the street. Skills, so where where do you exactly think that uh, a child should learn? Should be a, should it be a, like a balance of both or
1: like? I said, uh, you know, we we living in the first century, and uh, the times when we grew up, you know, the times uh, like when we were in this age group that my children are in, they were completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the way kids were brought up then was completely different from the way kids are brought up now the parental approach was different then it is absolutely different now Mm -hmm. Uh, so given the times we live in and given the uh, the demands of the time and given the uh, requirement you know the 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 kind of skills that our children are gonna need in the Mm -hmm. next 20-25 years uh, that thing has changed so i think um, uh, uh, the overall way of bringing up our children our Mm -hmm. approach uh, towards bringing up our children it should also Change in time. Uh, um, I think in these times, the times we live we're living in right now, our children are going to need more of the skills than of the uh, kind of uh, you know formal education children get at uh, their schools generally or other colleges at the universities. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe in other parts of the world things are different, but mm-hmm. in our in this part of the world, um, things are pretty much the same. They were. Uh, At the time when we uh, started Mm -hmm. school, uh, I think uh, a bit of street smartness is required as well. No doubt formal education is very important, it is as important as informal education. Mm -hmm. You cannot uh, undermine it's important, it's very important. School cannot um, replace home, just like home cannot replace school. School. Uh, uh, I think education of the child starts right uh, from the mother's lap and we make them to you know, babble, when we teach them how to babble, Mm -hmm. when we teach them to hold small things. Mm -hmm. That is education. What is that? That is definitely part of the education. So I believe education starts right from the mother's lap. And uh, uh, school has its own importance. Mm -hmm. No doubt they go to school, they learn so many things. Uh, And it's not just about learning. It's Mm -hmm. about, you know, growing up with 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 all students, mm-hmm. you know, it's like meeting different people. It's like knowing different um, attitudes. Mm-hmm. It's like knowing different temperaments. It's like knowing different behaviors, and trying to adjust and adapt to different people, to different situations, different circumstances. It's about uh, learning how to fall and how to get up. It's like uh, about uh, learning about uh, team spirit. It's like, for example, when they take part in sports, Mm -hmm. when they take part in uh, those um, uh, extracurricular activities, they learn about these uh, sportsmanship, they learn about uh, team spirit, they learn about working as a team. Say, for example, when they have those competitions, this Mm -hmm. versus this, their their sense of competitiveness develops in them because that's very important. Uh, It has its own importance. When they work as a team, say for example, one section works as a team, another section works as a team, and they have to present something like, you know, on some particular day, cultural event Mm -hmm. is there, or some writing, or some some kind of an activity is there, the entire class works as a team, and that develops that uh, teamwork in them. So those things are very important those things can be done only in at school they cannot yeah. be done at home yeah. so school has its own importance. importance it cannot be replaced mm-hmm. but what i find is lagging in our schools in this part of the world as i said mm-hmm. is um children are not prepared for life
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay uh, there are i think i believe there are two important things that children should be taught about as they grow up you know uh, and it should start right from the school definitely then parents will have to do things their way as mm-hmm. well at home as i said uh, it is a continuous process. You cannot say that you've done this, put them in a good school and now he's on his own. The mm-hmm. responsibility does not end here. You continue with your child as long as you can. I would okay. say as long as you can. Even when that your child is himself or herself a parent, mm-hmm. even then you are there as, as you said, uh, a guide. Mm-hmm. Um, a guiding force, somebody like who is just helping them mm-hmm. out, you know, yeah. uh, helping them see through the road and uh, um, see through the things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it's just that with every different phase, the way you engage with your child, that changes. Mm-hmm. Your responsibility does not end. But the way you engage with your child at different stages of his life, it changes. Mm-hmm. But parenting does not stop. It just continues. Continuous. because It is a continuous process. Two important things that I think I believe our schools fail to help children to learn and understand and develop. One, three things rather, I must say. One, uh, importance of time. They should That's be taught very from process. very from the very yeah. outset. We mm-hmm. were never told like that. That time mm-hmm. is some um, is a very precious commodity, <laughs> and it should not be wasted at all. You should make exactly. good use of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, failure. Mm-hmm. Kids are never taught about That's a very important one, yeah. you know mm-hmm. failure. That failure is okay. okay. It is not a bad mm-hmm. thing. And three, uh, importance of money and use of money. You should get to that yeah money think I believe I strongly believe that these are three very important things That's that important. our schools should be talking about and even parents should be talking about once like mm-hmm. the kids are grown up enough to understand you know these mm-hmm. things schools at least uh, here in the kind of uh, the society in this country or in the all the places around this place mm-hmm. I must say in this part of the world they're still not you know talking about these things mm, yes. they talk about uh, it's all about focusing on making the kids to pass mm-hmm. and move from one class to the next Another. and uh, see the kind of system that we have you know come up with the kind of a system that is in place uh, all it teaches a child is that you have to study mm-hmm. and earn, uh, earn um, mm-hmm. some good degree mm-hmm. and then get a job, job.
0: That's it. better mm-hmm.
1: degrees you have more chances we yeah, have in getting a good yeah. job it's all about that mm-hmm. and you see the kids as they grow up their entire focus revolves around this very mm-hmm. thing it's all about getting a job mm-hmm. they never say it's about learning they never say yeah. it's about yeah. becoming a better person they never say it's about becoming a better person so that tomorrow you're able to raise better individuals right if i am raised well tomorrow i want to raise my kids better okay. And if mm-hmm. I raise my kids better they're gonna continues. do the same. Mm-hmm. The cycle continues. Yeah. But we never think about that. We never uh think about parenthood or parenting mm-hmm. like that. All we focus on is giving them good school education, college education, sending them to a good college and eventually they land themselves in a good company or a good place where they get a handsome salary. That's mm-hmm. it. There is nothing beyond yeah. it. They are never taught about uh valuing time, they're mm-hmm. never taught about failure. And uh, <coughs> they are never taught about the importance of money, mm-hmm. which our kids never realize. Kids often say, what's the big deal if mm-hmm. this thing gets lost or this thing, as you know, gets misplaced? We can get mm-hmm. what's, what's What's wrong with buying another, another one. pair of clothes mm-hmm. if I already have two or three clothes? They never understand. But see the kind of situation we are in today, see the kind of circumstances we are in today. For example, this COVID thing is around mm-hmm. and it has hit the world economy like anything. Mm-hmm. And we just don't know um, what's going to happen in the coming uh, days, in the coming weeks, in the mm-hmm. coming years. Uh, we still don't really understand the imp- impact it's going to have on mm-hmm. our economic conditions. And uh, because future is so uncertain, our future is very really uncertain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Nobody has actually taught us to prepare ourselves mm-hmm. for these times. Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever talked to us about how we should be prepared for any, you know, um, any unpredictable, and any uncertain situation. when mm-hmm. we don't know how things are going to be because there are certain things that are not within your control. Mm-hmm. They are beyond your control. Uh, nobody has talked to us about it. Nobody mm-hmm. has told us about it. And has that we should prepare yeah. ourselves for very hard times, for very difficult times. Mm -hmm. Things we cannot control. Um, I think our uh, system has failed us on that, and um, uh, it is our responsibility now in this 21st century. Uh, Parents should realize uh, it's not an easy task to be a parent, Um, it demands a lot of uh, hard work, it Mm -hmm. demands a lot of patience and uh, a bit of skills I think (laughs) uh, with kids Mm -hmm. Um, so we can just uh, you know raise them well enough Mm -hmm. as I said to be strong enough and independent enough Mm -hmm. that's I think the most important thing we should do with our kids is raise strong and independent individuals Mm -hmm. but uh, that is going to take a lot of effort a lot of hard work from the system as well from the parents as well. well yeah
0: so, it's kind of, I mean, you've already answered this, but uh, just a brief, uh, uh, again, answer about this that uh, it's actually a follow up to the previous question. So, we talked about schools and this one parenthood, right? Mm-hmm. So, when you send your kid to a school, mm-hmm. so, like, are, like, is a parent uh, then exempt from their responsibilities by admitting their child to an edu- education s- institution?
2: Absolutely not.
1: Absolutely not. It, uh, parental involvement is a must. Uh, You cannot just leave your child at the mercy of the school. The school has its uh, role to play, Mm -hmm. but I think uh, the parent should be fully involved. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, what is going on, uh, how things are going on. Say for example, uh, right now uh, my kid has got introduced to certain concepts, he is just in uh, uh, KG, Mm -hmm. in great KG. And he has got introduced to certain things, and he's learning a new language, English. Mm-hmm. And English doesn't happen to be our first language, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he is uh, he has been exposed to sentence making uh, this early, when he should be s- when he should be getting familiar with uh, the word building, the word mm-hmm. formation at this stage. I think throwing sentences at this uh, stage so early mm-hmm. yeah, in their uh, mm, uh, school mm-hmm. um, uh, is something that is uh, putting them under a lot of stress mm-hmm. uh, now this is something uh, most of the parents would okay take it okay the school has put up the syllabus and its fine, take right this, yeah. but right now since the school is not open and we don't have the communication mm-hmm. with the school right now mm, the way we used to have uh, last year But Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to make sure once the school starts and uh, that communication gets restored with the school, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to write to their head Mm -hmm. of uh, the school, the principal, that they should um, have a look at their syllabus, Mm -hmm. reframe it, and uh, maybe... uh, Shift this thing to the next year, so they get to understand the sentence making next year at least. This year they should be exempted from it because they it's still not right for them to Mm -hmm. make sentences at this age. You know, it's just their second year in the school. Mm -hmm. They should still be getting familiar with the the words. Basics fundamentals. So what I my point is why I had to tell you all this is that uh, most of the parents they would just take it as it mm-hmm. is the school has framed the syllabus and now we have to you know, go with the flow and mm-hmm. make our kids to learn mm-hmm. without realizing whether our kids are you know uh, capable In that stage or not. Uh, of yeah. learning this thing at this stage mm-hmm. but i have uh, decided that once the school opens and we uh resume their communication with them i'll write to the principal and i'll ensure so that's my that's that's why, why i said this is it. Uh, parents should not think that now this, there you left the child in the school, the school has decided this set of things for the child, and it's okay with it. If you think that something is not right for mm-hmm. your kid, it's not right for your child, I think you should talk to them. You should mm-hmm. um, express your views. Whatever system you have with that school, you can write to them, or mm-hmm. you can talk to them, or you can go over to the school and you know meet them in person. You should convey what you think. Yeah, leave it entirely to the school, school yeah. there may be certain things the school is doing that they're, they're not right for the kids exactly. so I think parents should raise their voice at that mm-hmm. time in a very decent way they can just express their views and opinions about that particular thing mm-hmm. not just take everything you know, as things, as they are mm-hmm.
0: so I guess just being an active part of their life you whatever have they to do. be
2: part of their life
0: all right so, so I guess uh, so finally uh, like before we leave uh, a final kind of like a list, or maybe a few activities that you can suggest uh, to the already parents who already have kids, like you have at their, I- their ages, or the mothers, like soon to be mothers, or the ones that are already like uh, have adolescent or teenagers. Mm-hmm. Kind of have any advices from like, the beginning to that stage?
2: Um,
1: for I think, uh, first and foremost, uh, for those who are to be mothers and who are just to you know, prepare themselves for motherhood. Uh, prepare yourself mentally for this um, responsibility. I think um, uh, we are never told, uh, <laughs> again I said we are never told yeah. uh, to prepare ourselves for mm-hmm. uh, motherhood, for being a mother, for being a parent. Uh, all we think is it just we just have to get married mm-hmm. and have kids and use kids. All they never tell you no. that uh, it is a very difficult job and you have to prepare yourself uh, for that mentally because it is uh, more than the physical thing, there is the mental thing involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, that mm, uh, I feel at times, I feel mentally drained with mm-hmm. my child, the mm, first one, mm-hmm. um, because he throws so many tantrums that he's very hypersensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, uh, first and foremost thing, prepare yourself mentally, uh, be mentally strong, mm-hmm. and. Uh, tell yourself at the very start at the very outset that this is not an easy, easy job and uh, it is a very tough job it's an uphill task to uh, uh, first and foremost love your child mm-hmm. unconditionally even mm-hmm. if they are bad kids,
2: they're kids
1: still they are kids and they are mm-hmm. your kids so you don't uh, have to love your child because he's trying to grow up as you want him to mm-hmm. grow up. Exactly. He may be growing in a different way, mm-hmm. but still love your child. Accept Yes, accept them as they are. Mm-hmm. Love them unconditionally. Two, three, uh, respect them. Mm-hmm. They will learn to respect you. Exactly. They will learn to respect mm-hmm. others. Uh, four, uh, uh, all parents in their own way take care of uh, the basic needs of the child. Mm-hmm. Great, uh the kind of food they eat the kind of clothes they wear Mm -hmm. and uh, 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 say for example the kind of school they go to Mm -hmm. later on Uh, but uh, at the same time um, try to find some time for them every single day give them your time be it even half an hour Mm -hmm. try to give them some time play with them and talk to them create that uh, communication with them from the very start, from the very outset. talk to them and most important, listen to them, Mm
2: -hmm. listen to what they have to say,
1: because that way two things happen, they share Mm -hmm. with you what they love, what they don't love, what Mm -hmm. they like and what they don't like, and at the same time they develop these skills, listening skills skills. and uh, speaking Speaking skills skills. as well, Uh, be involved. Mm-hmm. in whatever they are doing okay mm-hmm. uh, don't just throw things at them now they're on their own to do it mm-hmm. the kind of uh, things they decide the kind of subject they have to take get involved with them try to know their likes and dislikes you know uh, their interests and in something mm-hmm. uh, very early on say for example if a child loves to dance try mm-hmm. to find a good dance teacher for him if a child loves to paint try to find a good you know uh, some kind of a mentor or somebody who will help develop uh, those mm-hmm. uh, skills, you know, so uh, get your ins- yourself involved with them at every stage, you know, but definitely that approach changes it has to change. You cannot mm-hmm. behave with an adolescent like you behave with a five-year-old kid. But uh, don't keep aloof, do just uh, watch from a distance, be a part of what they are mm-hmm. doing. And uh, teach them about these very important things that we're going to uh, need in a later life, um, uh, help them with the decision making. Help them with deciding for themselves um, mm-hmm. from very early on. Uh, you know, you can help let them decide those small little things about themselves, uh, so that they learn to take decisions for themselves later on in their life teach them about uh, the value of money and time Mm -hmm. and uh, teach them about failure
2: Mm -hmm. if we don't do
1: it right once we'll do it right another time if Mm -hmm. you don't do it twice right you don't get it done right twice you will try it a third time it's absolutely fine Mm -hmm. and uh, just putting the burden of our expectations by making them to just score more and more Mm -hmm. it's not going to help you it's not going to help you for God's sake most of the parents want their to just score 90%, 95%, 98%. You try to make them understand that learning is important. Mm-hmm. It is very important, because if you don't learn, you're not going to be anywhere. Yes, right? Yeah. You're not going to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going speak for yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to stand up for yourself, that you have got to learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, that learning has to come from different Sources. Sources. School is one. Friends are one. Parents themselves are one. Of course. So uh, teach them about these important values, these important things that we are going to need for the rest of our life. Um, I think um, if we focus on these things from the very start, we Mm -hmm. love them unconditionally. We teach them about the value of certain things. You know mm-hmm. that are very important because we are going to need those values all our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you have taught them to respect themselves first and then respect others. You have uh, taught them um uh, those basic skills of listening and speaking mm-hmm. because you have had that communicate communication with that them with them. them that the bridge of communication with them from the very mm-hmm. start. I think um, mm, that is something. Uh, most important to me as a parent mm-hmm. uh, those sort of things have to be there mm-hmm. they cannot be uh, ignored, they cannot be undermined mm-hmm. and uh, even if they don't grow up the way you want them to grow up to be uh, as individuals it's still okay mm-hmm. they are your children at the end of the day um, I think that's what what is important to me as a parent
0: alright so I guess that was a very deep and very good podcast. In fact, I also learned a lot of things myself. So I hope these things are going to help me as well. And I hope I also take these lessons with me, uh, with my own kids. And uh, so thank you again, Aushin Safi, for being on the podcast. Thank
1: you so much. It was a pleasure being a part of this conversation. And Uh, and one last thing I, I must say is uh, parents um, should feel proud to have kids Kids. um, because uh, uh, having kids helps you become a better person.
2: Mm -hmm. So I think uh,
1: those gems make you improve upon yourself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) improve upon the kind of a person you are and uh, eventually we 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 tend to raise them well and we tend to grow and change
2: ourselves for the better.
0: That's a different way of looking at that because a lot of us just think that we have to make our kids better mm-hmm. or the other way around. So that's another way of looking at that. So that's a good one. And uh, thank you, thank you again for being a part of this podcast. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I hope that uh, the people who are going to listen to this podcast, they are going to enjoy as well. You guys have a great day and a great time. And I'm going to see you in the next podcast. Have a great day and uh, bye-bye.